Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason, and we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Who the hell am I? I'm a construction worker. I have to go to the bathroom. I said, be right back. I'm a cop, you idiot. Pasta. Oh, I'm Detective John Kimball. Who is your daddy? Answer the question. And what does he do? Put that cookie down now. What is there even to say? Do we need any preamble here? It's, hi, it's us, it's we. It is we. And it's Terminator 2, guys. It's Terminator 2! The best movie! Day. Holy smokes. Welcome to a brand new episode of Into the Mr. Universe, um, our Arnold Schwarzenegger podcast brought to you by Norm from Cheers! Thank you, Norm. Uh, Thank Thank you for this moment. Um, not that I needed to like special watch Terminator two judgment day. Um, but that's what we're at where yeah. we've been going through all of Arnold's, um, you know, his movies and talking about him as an actor. And, uh, and, uh, we finally, you know, we d- covered the Terminator, but this is really <laughs> it, right? This is yeah, peak I Arnold. D- I never, I never believed this day would actually come. Yeah. yeah this is peak Arnold. Kindergarten cop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, Terminator it, it, Two. Terminator Two. Hopefully, I mean, I, I think we'll be doing this enough to cover Terminator Three: Rise of the Machines. <laughs> but we'll see. Um, yeah, but this we'll is it. Cross that bridge. Yeah, this is it, baby. man. Man, what this is? I the biggest film Arnold ever did. Yeah, it's got to be right. Yeah, there's no, there's no this question. This was like huge. It was the hugest movie every. It was everywhere. You couldn't escape it the summer it came out. No, I wonder if we can watch. T two three D battle across time. Um, oh, I hope so. Yeah, but he's I about think to it's do on this. YouTube. He's about to do True Lies after this. This is Arnold and James Cameron just fucking doing it. Yeah, just going ham, doing it. Um, and this is a, much like Terminator, and we've talked about this. To me, this feels like more like a James Cameron film than an Arnold yeah. Schwarzenegger. Yeah, film. even though it is obviously it's an Arnold film, but yeah. But yeah, I, I, I don't think it goes without saying like I made a, a storybook of this as a kid that I still have um, <laughs> where, you know, in like school, they like make yeah. you make a book. Yeah. I just retold Terminator 2 in book form. That's I did sweet. the novelization. Yeah. I um, also have a Terminator 2 school booklet. Story. Yeah. Good. It's uh, I, we had to make a little booklet in my second grade class about like our favorite things. And I listed, I wrote in my favorite movie was Terminator two. And I drew a little, little, little stick man dressed in black with sunglasses, just absolutely mowing this person down with a machine gun. (laughs) So good. Yeah. This is, uh, I don't remember. I mean, this is 1991. So like, but like, I, that's about when I was forming memories. This is all to say I don't remember a life without Terminator Two, Judgment Day. Oh, I, I'm old, I'm old enough to remember pre pre T two and then 
Well, I guess I, I, yeah, I guess I technically do remember, but I, at the same time, it's all blur, right? Right. It's so, it's, uh, but I I was born in 84. mm -hmm. So like, you know, I wasn't even 10 yet. Yeah. I was old enough to like vividly remember what a markedly, markedly, marketing juggernaut this was. Like it was everywhere and there was merchandise everywhere and there's all sorts of uh, you know, uh, games and, and toys and posters and shit. It was just uh, comic books. It was just, you know, every everything a huge blockbuster release was. And I, I remember this being, like, on par with what I had sort of secondhand gleaned from Batman coming out. Because I was, wasn't quite old enough for Batman. Right. But, um, and I also wasn't in uh, America yet. Like, we were still living in Germany and then we moved back to the States that summer. So I only got the tail end of like the Batman phenomena, but like T2 was exactly like that. Yeah. It's huge. Yeah. It's part of my trilogy, which is, or Trinity rather, which is like, I like if I, if I like, if I got a face tattoo, yes. Uh, I, uh-huh. Like, if I had to, it would be mm-hmm. a Terminator tattoo, mm-hmm. an alien tattoo, or a Predator tattoo. Because the, I, I, I guess Jurassic Park is in there as well. But these three were really the things that made up my DNA as a kid. You know, yeah, where same. it's like I was in my friend's basement. We were watching these movies on VHS. Yep. yep. And I, I, t- Jurassic Park, I can't include because I remember that happening to me. Um, but this was like my, this is like my resting state, you know, this is just, yeah. Terminator, alien predator. That's it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's fucking, that's, I, I, I remember the first time I watched all of those movies. Yeah. It's in my blood. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's in our blood. So, uh, we're going to go through the plot, I guess. Um, sure. You know, it, it, it starts. <laughs> it's in, robots. It starts in 2029 AD, which is soon. Tom. Yeah, just around the corner, man. <laughs> it's way too soon. Um, and I mean, yeah, the way things are going, maybe yeah, not yeah, a wild we'll get prediction. There. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, Don't we'll, worry, we'll everyone. Get, we'll, we'll get to Skulls, Skull Land. Um, what a great <laughs> yeah. opening. Fucking traffic, the humanity. Like, showing traffic is the first thing. I never think about that enough. Um, of just showing, like, our numbers, our humanity, and also like the problem at the same time, mm-hmm. and, and a perfect, and then yeah, kids, and then skeletons. It's just mm, what a good movie. And the score, man, the score goes pretty hard. Oh, it does. And I always try to remember. So, like, here, here's my first question. Obviously, a trailer was made for this, and I don't think James Cameron. I think James Cameron knew this was going to be the case. I'm. I always try to imagine someone who doesn't know that. Arnold is good because obviously he was bad in the first one. And the first part of this movie does hide that fact. You mean a, he's a good guy is what you mean? Yeah. A yeah. good guy. Uh, and the T 1000, because they hide like the T 1000 clearly kills that cop. Um, but they hide to the severity of it. They don't want us to know what the T 1000 is and they don't want to know necessarily if he's good or bad. Mm-hmm. Although I would say watching this, it's like it's pretty, pretty clear. clear. Right, I don't think it was a plot twist, but I do no, think he, and the, the he marketing, withholds the details. I, I I knew all of that before going in to see this movie in the theater. Yeah, the thing the thing I wish that they didn't put in the trailer, which I assume they did, is I would love for no one to know what the T one thousand was and how oh, it functioned. No, they, they showed that off. I know. I, I obviously they showed it off, but I think that would have been fucking. That would have been cool. You'd have lost your mind. 
seeing yeah. that the first time. Whoa, yeah. what is this dude? Because this is the height of the, this is when CGI was fascinating. The abyss had already happened. So like the technology specifically to make the T-1000 was something James Cameron had done. But this is pre-Jurassic Park. Yeah. Um, this was right when CGI was becoming a huge this, deal. Yeah, this was the big effects film before Jurassic Park came out. Yeah, and this is incredible. Robert Patrick basically had to be like stripped down naked. Like I'm sure they, t- I'm sure they told him right away. They're like, listen, we're gonna know every inch of your fucking body by the yeah, end man. of this. Yeah, because <laughs> um, they just made so many models of him and then CGI models. And like, I hope he kept some of that shit. Like, I hope oh, he has yeah, a I hope fucking so. his. Um, I mean, I'd make that trade, right? Because that's like he's oh, yeah. like the one of the most iconic villains in movies. Yeah, I didn't know when to where to talk about this because he's technically a side character, but like you know, come on, the T one thousand is the most terrifying fucking villain. It is. It is. He is unstoppable. It's they the have to create coolest idea for a villain. Yeah, they have to create incredible coincidences for him to be stopped. Yeah, they, they have. They, they really have to pile up at the end there in order to bring this thing down. Yeah, they defeat him like four times before it takes. Yep. You know, like he is he is fucking unstoppable. It's a great fucking movie. Right, because the whole thing is how um, do you recreate that feeling from the first movie? Because we've yeah. seen that. Uh, and we kind of know how it, the Terminator is pretty hard to overcome, but she does destroy it at the end. So it's like, how do you top that at, by, while still recreating the same feeling? Because it still has to be a Terminator movie. And that 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 Jimmy Cams, he's got an imagination on him. Sure does. That T one thousand is the coolest fucking thing, man. It really is. <laughs> Perfect casting. I yeah, know there were other Robert Patrick mind, is really pretty good at it. He's great at yeah. it. Um, it's a, it's an iconic performance in as as much as the char- as it is just a good idea for a character. It really is. Um, my fucking god. So you know the story, right? It, it takes place after Terminator Sarah Connor is, you know, she's uh, She got locked up trying to blow up Cyberdyne. I'm curious what the cops know because they know like what happened at that police station because they have security footage we learned. Yeah. So it's like, huh. That's weird. Like that's it's uh like that what do they think happened? <laughs> like they must be asking her all the time like can you just fucking tell? Like they know it's she's like, probably not that crazy, right? Like yeah, it seems like they think he's some sort of accomplice of hers. Like they really think she's uh, right. uh like a crackpot terrorist who tried to blow up a robotics lab because she has visions of the future. Uh, but yeah, right. you're right. But I don't they, they also never really see are, this invincible man. Right, but they're never really yeah. clear on who they think he is. Right, and I don't if think not they know, the thing right? she's been telling them. Yeah, we have John Connor and his foster parents, which we'll talk to oh, or man. talk about, and then we have Dyson in his lab with his. Uh, I sorry, I've always noticed this, but I never registered it that his lab has a dinosaur model in it. It does. Yeah, and like, son, like this was the first time I was like, wait, why? I, it's just set deck, I think. <laughs> yeah, it's just like so I get is- it. Dinosaurs are cool. This is uh, this scene is like a recreation of the cut scene from Aliens, where yes. you, see, you see the colonists before uh, they get taken over. It in the, really in the is, yeah. Cut. It, well, some of the dialogue is the same. Like when Dyson and that guy have that exchange about, well, when I ask something, it takes two weeks to get an answer, and the answer is always "don't ask." Like that right. line verbatim is in the Aliens yeah, scene. Yeah, it's very James Cameron of him. You're right. That's a that's like part of his fucking secret sauce and it works so well i guess it's like it's, it's show this shit way early yeah and it was it's it's funny that he just kind of recreated that scene almost because i guess because like the aliens director's cut was on 
maybe on Laserdisc at this point, but otherwise I think yeah. nobody really had seen that scene before. I've so. said this before. Yeah. I prefer the director's cut of Aliens, but I understand that that scene isn't necessary. It's Yeah, um, it's not. It isn't. It, you don't... This one, it, it, they, they work it in well because it's when they're talking to Sarah Connor about... And so they, you, part of, yeah, part of it you leads is like from them saying, well, they never found any of that evidence. And then it shows cut to miles Dyson. He has the evidence, right? They and like, it. obviously it's doing work for the plot, but like it sneaks it in where you're like, that scene could exist on its own. If miles Dyson never came back in the movie, because they're just showing like, oh yeah, they totally have it. Yeah, they have it. Um, but obviously this is all around that. Um, the big, the big idea is it's, Unlike the first Terminator, the other, I would say, twist is that there's a point, and I, I, again, I wish I could watch this for the first time because I don't think it'll it necessarily occurs to people that you could change the future. Um, and, and that's what actually, that's like kind of the twist, which is like, we're just trying to get away from this Terminator like the first one, and then it's like, wait, what if we actually tried to change all of this from happening? Yeah. Uh, which creates not, like, That's not an option, really, in the first movie. Right, not really. And uh, I, I'm not sure, so like, how, uh, what, what are the time travel rules? Because they have the paradoxes. I don't know, it's so, it's so, they have a couple of paradoxes. Well, that, the first one with Crease, uh, Kyle Reese. Crease, yeah, Crease. <laughs> from fucking Karate Kid. Yeah. Um, and uh, being John Connor's father and then also. That's the loudest the one, yeah. But also there's like, the Terminator getting smashed is what Dyson uses to build Skynet. Skynet. Yes. Um, and so that's the extra paradox. Yeah. So this is, I, so my assumption is that that's a back to the future then timeline, right? Which I is, guess the, so. meaning that it creates alternate timelines. Mm-hmm. That, that's how it, there's no like single singular timeline that is being altered. It's a parallel universe situation. Or as it's gotta be. Michael Keaton explains in the new Flash movie, he just throws a bunch of spaghetti in a bowl. Right, yes. It's, it's, spaghetti. The, it's spaghetti. That's gotta be it, right? Because yeah. otherwise, the moment they throw the stuff away at the end, they should all vanish. Um, but it, it's, yeah, it's it's hard to tell. It's gotta be. It's gotta be multiple timelines because that don't, that ex- explains the paradoxes. Yeah. Um, that's I, still, like, confusing because it's like... It means that they didn't. You could argue they didn't save their future. You know what I mean? Like they sent they someone back it. in time to create a new timeline, but their timeline never goes away. They apparently didn't, judging by term what happens in Terminator Three. But I mean, yeah. But if but, we pretend there's no movie after two, which I often do, that's the that's the best thing. That's the healthiest yeah. thing to do. They should notice, like we didn't vanish when we threw everything away. So that means that like we are just in a new timeline. Um, and of course, you've seen the original ending to this movie, which was old Sarah Connor watching John Connor and his daughter. Yeah. So, like, they were going to seal that idea. Um, I like that he left it open ended. I do too. Because that's it, kind of the point of the movie, you know, no fate. Exactly. Um, but it, it is. It is clearly they create another timeline right yeah. like t- like the the future that sent them all back in time they're sitting around being like fuck man it's another timeline isn't it like we still exist damn this it sucks <laughs> yeah yeah this didn't help us we did all that for nothing yeah it's like well you yeah, created so these other ultimate- assholes can have a good life <laughs> yeah exactly like that's that's ultimately what happened that kind of sucks for them yeah it does a little bit um 
uh, 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 all right. Uh, so yeah, that that's the story. Of pretty, pretty much, we, we got I have there. A bunch I, of ran, I have a bunch of random questions. Just rewatching this. Well, they, I um, mean, I, yeah. It, do we, we don't? Do we need to go through beat by beat? Do you think? No, or, no. Yeah. I could just. I just have like notes. Like I, I just have to note that this amazing special effects. Never not funny seeing the T one thousand dummy hanging from that car. Never not funny to <laughs> it me. It's very funny. Yeah, and <laughs> it's not necessarily like unrealistic. It's just clearly a dummy. And it's no, it's funny. just funny because it looks like truck nuts dangling off the back, and it's just this this man with little hook arms. Yeah, just dangling um, off the back. Yeah, it's very. Funny. Uh, it is really funny. Uh, that I want to. There's a scene that I didn't think about that is really nitpicky, but I just I just have to. It's not a plot hole. I just have a question. They're driving, and it's before she decides to kill Miles Dyson. She, the Terminator says to her that he has detailed files on him. And she says, I want to know everything. And then presumably she does know everything because she goes to kill him. Yeah. I just have a simple question. How does that information pass between them? Does he have a little printer on his chest? Does he talk? So. Does like he say it? One of those really it? old dot matrix printers. Right. Like, does he just tell her everything and she has to memorize it? Does he write it down for her? Yeah. Because it presumably happens on the car ride. Uh, that's all. That's my I, question. I, I, what I bet happens is she's like, tell me everything. And he's like, Miles Dyson was born in this. You know what? Just tell me where he lives. Okay. Yeah. That, I assume that's got to be it. Yeah. Right. She gave up real quick because he will tell her everything. He's a robot. And then it's. It's funny that it takes them a beat to realize what she went to do when he's like, she's going to blow him away. And he says like, it has to be it. And it's like considering this scene and what must have happened where she's like, just tell me where he lives. Yeah. <laughs> like obviously, well, obviously. And, and earlier in the movie, he's like negative. The T-1000 would definitely try to reacquire you there because I would. Like, so yeah. You can think like you, you can mine hunter the fucking T-1000, but you can't put yourself into Sarah's shoes. Why would she want Miles Dyson's information? Right. Another scene that must have happened yeah, is John robot. Connor. <laughs> anyway, yeah, beat boom. Another must have happened is another car scene. When John Connor and Terminator were going to help Miles, they must have then like, okay, you're going to rip off your arm. Like that just happens because they nod to each other. So they, that's no, he hands him a knife and says, show him. Yeah. So like, it'd that could really have meant a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, it'd be really funny if he was like, show him. Terminator's like, fucking what? No, God, no! It hurts. Yeah, it hurts every time. Or yeah, he whips out his dick or something. They're like, what? No, show yeah. him your arm. <laughs> like Look at it really, a hammer on him. <laughs> it's a really bold thing to do. If what they, if they talk did about give it all the, the Terminators just huge dicks? Oh, yeah. I was thinking the scene where he shows up naked. I always imagine he's fully erect the whole time because they just didn't give him like a flaccid option. You know, they're just no, like, it's yeah, going to be rock hard. <laughs> yeah, that's the optimal position for a dick. And they didn't have time to like make it too complicated. So he's just fully erect because he does have a dick. Yeah, which is funny for me on a lot of levels, which is that they'll in their infiltration machines. Um. I, I, all right, I actually, all right, I think I know what happened. So the infiltration machines, I think the ones that they originally for the war, right? To get yeah. into the bases. There's mm -hmm. uh, at least several scenes that show that. Yeah. I don't think those had dicks. Maybe I think not. they weren't, I don't think they thought like they're going to fuck their way in. They're going to like have a life, you know? I don't think those had dicks. I think when they would travel back in time, they realized they have to be naked to do it. 
And they're like, that's the point where they're like, we better give them dicks because otherwise it's going to look dumb and they'll, <laughs> it, they won't be able to infiltrate, right? Like they'll immediately be spotted as like a machine if they are this Ken dolls. So they are like, that's when we give them dicks. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it is. That's when the dicks come in. the You don't want to, you don't want to print unnecessary dicks. Yeah. And I like to think they're working. In fact, if we take their later movies as canon, Dark Fate implies he holds down a marriage. And let me tell you, he's got to be fucking, right? Yeah. In that marriage? Yeah, she's so that fucking that robot. Works. Yeah, it has fake jizz, like data. <laughs> I think we talked about that on the Dark Fate when we did We Just Watched we on Dark Fate. We must have. So that's where we're at with his dick. That's yeah, I'm glad, we've we, la- I'm glad we landed on this. I'm glad we got there. Yeah. Um let's see i i have notes about just james cameron uh, that dream sequence man yeah i keep thinking about it is so intense that's one of the most groundbreaking moments in cinema in my opinion because it's so it is blasted into my memory pun intended it really is like, uh, it they, is it is in, they, it, inextricable from my mind and i think where it happens is beautiful because they foreshadow it they have her describe it to silverman yeah um and and like they could have easily done that sequence early on and like really gotten people going, yeah. but it's sort of this moment. This it's it's like a lull in the story, not really, but you know what I mean. Where it's like, now what? You know, they're going to Mexico. Things seem to be kind of settling, and they just like slap the audience, like wake up, here we fucking go. Right, we're like entering you, Act Three. You remember kind of what it is, just in time for the it to happen. So you get yeah. smacked in the face with the horror of it so good and originally they had michael bean in that sequence and i i I do think it was right to cut yeah the other dream sequences out because i think she originally had a earlier dream with michael bean Mm -hmm. and then the the, uh, hospital yeah and then it continues no it's so much better to just do this because you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen you haven't seen a dream sequence before um so fucking good just, I mean, yeah, man, we're telling people hard. things they already know. Yeah, but yeah. yeah, you guys have seen Terminator too. Come on now. Yeah. And if you um, haven't, go watch it. It's really good. Yeah. I also want to point out that James Cameron does an amazing job at making things look dangerous, which I feel like movies don't do enough anymore. Like when she's in a shootout with the cops and she's running and she leaps, she's in Cyberdyne and she like hurts herself landing. Um, and it's because she's like, she's running because she doesn't want to get shot. Every time the Terminator is about to blow something up, they're like, get down. And they have to fucking hide. Like, I feel like movies don't do that work anymore, which is like when there's an explosion, when there's a gunshot, people act like when Miles Dyson gets hurt, he looks like he's going to fucking die. He's pale. He's, he's desperately holding on to every breath. It's just so James Cameron's like, so on top of his game with that shit yeah. that it just feels so huge, even though all they really do is blow up a building. Um, yeah, that's like, true. Yeah, and that I mean, that is big, but that's the point. Like, compared to movies today, it's not that big. Yeah, that's true. It, but it's all, about, it's all about scale and stakes, man. Yeah. It's just so fucking good. It is good. It's real good, man. Um, it's real good. Yeah. Um, I had a couple more random observations. I can't get over how dumb it is to shoot the frozen T-1000. Terminator <laughs> should know better. He should know yeah, better. Should have picked him up and carried him over to the lead and thrown him yeah. in. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, if anything, he should have been like, okay, let's go because it's going to take him fucking hours to thaw out. Yeah. But shooting him was a very dumb move. And then the final thing is, I, I just like thinking about this movie is if they never made any more, John and Sarah Connor are still pretty fucked. Like, I don't think Mexico is going to save them. Yeah. yeah. I think even Mexico, they'd be like, oh, we'll, br- we'll bring them back for yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. They'd, they'd have to live forever. In, and I think that that is what they tell us in Dark Fate, right? I yeah. can't quite remember. But yeah, they'd have to flee the country. Oh, yeah, but I think even then it wouldn't help them. I think they'd be like Osama bin Laden. Right, it's yeah. Like, yeah, you're on a list. We're working well, with other countries. I mean, they, well, that's true. They, they blew up. They killed up a, a lot of people. Yeah. That's true. They did. They shot, he shot a lot of cops. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't kill those <laughs> that, cops. That Terminator shot a lot of people. This, this technically goes in the best side characters, but I also never get over the end, which is that the cops basically go, you win. They shoot at the cops at Cyberdyne and then they go on a chase and the cops never pursue. And that's just very funny to me that I'm imagining the cops on the radio like they win. Let them do the crime. Yeah, Let them like, do whatever it is they're doing. They're, they yeah. steal a police truck. And like, yeah. let them have it. Yeah, it's theirs. <laughs> they earned it. Like the cops just bounce at the end of this. Yeah, it's they so disappear. They, they get their asses beat so bad at Cyberdyne. They go home for the rest of the movie. They really do. That's funny. I've never thought about that before. Oh, yeah. Well, we did a cracked about um, cops who like dropped the ball. And I think I put it on that list of like at the end of Terminator 2, the cops really do just stop. Yeah. They just quit they being. Up. Yeah. That's very funny. They beat That's our asses too bad. They shot all yeah. of our cars. Yeah. Because the movie goes on for like a half hour more. There's still and a it's solid like, chunk of movie left. Yeah. And that. there's tons of witnesses and they're all calling the cops and the cops are probably like, yeah, we know. Just get out of their way. More people <laughs> Whatever get they're killed. Doing. Yeah. <laughs> he kills the truck driver. Yeah. It's a uh, yeah. It's bad policing. Yeah, not great police work. Yeah, this is why we need to send robots from the future because you guys aren't doing your job. Exactly. Uh, should we talk about what? Technically, not Arnold. Yes, we should. As we said, this peak Arnold. This is about Arnold, the actor. Yeah. Um, his, his performance, his skills, his character in this film. Yeah. He's walking a real interesting line, I think. I think this. I think this version of the. I've always thought the Terminator was a fun character in the in the first movie. He's fun for all the reasons that a, a robotic villain is fun. That's a fun character to play. Yeah. But this movie does. I think this character is really interesting in this movie because it's there's a bit of a. They do the machine learning thing where he can learn things and he actually grows and becomes a surrogate father for John towards the end of the movie. And they have like a genuinely heartbreaking goodbye at the end. It's like fucking yeah. old yeller. I think um, <laughs> having to it, lower it really old is. yeller into the steel. It's genuinely sad. Yeah. It's a good performance. Yeah. It's really of, good. I wrote this down out of context. There's something very funny about a character dispassionately lowering themselves in lava while half apologizing to a crying kid. Yeah. Where he's just like, I'm sorry. 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 Like out of context is a very funny thing. And the to fact do. that it's it's the fact that he it's been memed to death deservedly, I think, because it's a bit much. The thumbs but up. But the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. At the time it was fine, but it is very Yeah, silly. it was powerful at the moment, but it is yeah. y- you know, removed is, from being swept up in the awesomeness of it at the time of its release. It is a little silly. <laughs> yeah, this is a movie where I do kind of curse that they didn't release the director's cut. Because they explain more in the director's cut why Arnold's has the arc he has um, because he literally, they reset his processor in the director's cut to make him learn. Um, 
And they also have a scene where he practices smiling, which honestly explains why later he smiles. Because otherwise, you're like, well, he doesn't smile. He's a Terminator. Oh, I but think... But there's specifically a scene where they teach him to smile in the director's cut. I never had that... Uh, I, I, that's cool. I, I never... That never tripped me up. Because yeah, the movie, I mean, the movie I don't think it does it in... It, it illustrates it in other ways, like John teaching him slang and stuff and him learning. Yeah. So you ha- you sort of assume like when he's like smirking at the end, it's like, oh, he's learning. Like you, you're right. getting like excited about his arc. It's clear they didn't need it because the movie was a right, success. Right, because the movie fucking but, rocks. Yeah, so. but that scene was really, it was a really cool effect, obviously, with Linda Hamilton's twin and the mirror effect. But it also explains why John is starting to teach him suddenly is because they just made him teachable. So like it, it just I, I I liked that detail but yeah obviously uh, in terms of performance this to me is I think this is what they've been chasing with Arnold for fa- many movies what I mean by that is Arnold always played the straight man who doesn't get the joke right Red mm-hmm. Heat Kindergarten Cop Twins it's all this very serious man not getting the joke or dealing with a, a silly it's, thing it's a version of that yeah yes he's serious. The person around him isn't this. He's a literal robot and it may it's per it's peak that what they were chasing when he's like, you can't kill people. And he's like, why? And he just keeps saying it over and over again. That's (laughs) That's perfect perfect delivery. (laughs) Yeah. It's the right amount of, he's like a murder robot. And this kid is trying to explain to him that he can't kill people. And Arnold to his credit, like, I think people would think of this as like, you don't have to do much for this role. I think he had to do tons because I think he had to show a full arc while acting emotionless for the most part. So it's about like limiting, limiting himself a lot in a lot of ways emotionally, but still completing that arc. Yeah. And then I don't think people realize this is another thing where I want to watch it again. I don't think when you're watching it, like it probably doesn't occur to you. Like he can die. Like in this movie, in fact, he has to die. That's the beautiful part is about his death is that it's staring you in the face of the whole movie and you don't yeah. realize like, oh, right, he has to die for this to work. Um, and it, it makes it, it really good. He also um, allows him to get his ass kicked in this. Oh, yeah. He gets fucked up bad by the end of the yeah. movie. He, look, he looks so ragged at the end. It's sad to think that a movie like this, if they made this today with The Rock, they couldn't it wouldn't be good because the rock would say like, I can't get my ass kicked. He gets his ass kicked by a skinny little guy by Robert Patrick, because that's the, what makes it matter. (laughs) Robert Patrick. Yeah. The T 1000 dismantles him every time they go toe to toe. And you realize like how badly that can get where he can rip off an arm. You're like, Oh my God. Yeah. Like you can't, you can't repair this man now. Like that's the other realization is like, he is done. Um, and it's sad. Like you watch it happen slowly over this scene and it, it's Arnold knowing that the movie's bigger than him and you got to tell the right story. And it's like, yeah, he has to, he has to be the underdog. He can't, he's big and tough Arnold and they give him scenes like that. But ultimately the bad guy is, he has to beat him out of luck. Yeah. Like at the, he has to sucker punch him basically. It's teamwork too. It's, it's, yeah. it's Sarah and the Terminator. And yeah. there's a bit earlier where it's he has his Iron Giant moment um, when like the and the score builds and swells. It's when they walk out of Cyberdyne, um, and he tell he leaves him in the elevator. He's like, "Okay, I'm going to take care of the cops." And John says, "You can't kill anybody." And he says, "Trust me." 
Yeah. And then he walk and it's like it's this this is kind of like the beginning of that idea you were talking about is he just wades through the bullets and you're seeing him take it's taking his face off, it's taking all his skin off, and you're like, no, but like the music's swelling because it's kind of like his Iron Giant I am Superman moment where right. he just wades into the damage and he takes them out just by pulling their gas masks off. Yeah. They've they've just, they've dumped and tear shooting gas them in the foot. And shooting some of them in the foot, yeah. Yeah. But it's it's a fun go to it's 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 the beginning of that idea where you're just seeing him take this abuse rather than dish it out. And it's also like right. part of that arc that he's having. It's such a good moment. And it, it leads into what you're talking about where like you're just, you're seeing him get taken apart and he's like, it's like watching. It's like when you're watching a character that you're worried about in the movie and they're taking more and more damage and it gets to a point where you kind of know they're cooked. Yeah. Where, you know, like, like this person, fuck, I don't die. think they're, yeah, I don't think they're coming back from this. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's perfect, and that yeah, it's all part of this arc of a robot. Yeah, who's who has just to programmed. Be destroyed, yeah, he he's programmed to do well. That's what's beautiful. He's programmed just to follow orders at the beginning, mm-hmm. and his arc is that he learns why this is important. That by the end, I know why you cry. Yeah. Like he he learns, and to the point that at the end, he's the one who has to bring it up. Neither of them realize it, and he's like, "No, we're not done. You have to kill me." He didn't have to do that. His programming. Right. He could have just <laughs> right, kept because that his programming, to himself. His programming is to protect John Connor. That's it. Yeah. So it's like the fact that like this side mission, he he is like at first he's like, well, you know, you know, negative. This is a bad idea. Bad idea to, uh, to, to go get. But once he realizes yeah. what's at stake, he's like in it. And then, yeah. And it's a very subtle arc that has to happen. But it does happen to the point that like you might not even notice it at first that in the beginning of this movie he's ready to just kill people without thinking about it and then by the end he understands the value of human life yeah but there i I like that there is a bit of a question there because as you pointed out it is still him just fulfilling his programming right he has to defend john connor at any cost including his own destruction yeah um so you do have a tiny bit of a question is does he really understand the importance of what he's doing or is he real is he has he learned to behave like a, a human but he's right. really in the background he's still just a program right i love function. that because yeah. the last thing we see is his pov and it's like yeah he is still just a fucking robot yep at the end and that's i i love that um he runs on ios i believe that's an <laughs> easter egg um it, it uh it yeah i love that shit with data as well and like ex machina where you still have to ask the question like as human as they act are they just programmed to act this way right like it's weird the ds9 does a really good weird a character that's very weird for star trek which is a vic a lounge singer who has way too many episodes in the holodeck and he's a holodeck character that they casually made self-aware and you kind of wonder with him where it's like it, he knows he's a holodeck character, but does that necessarily make him self-aware, right? Knowing that you are artificial and acting like you know that and acting like emotional because you're programmed to, it's like when does that actually become, you know? Yeah. That's, and yeah, Terminator is exploring that very subtly. They're not calling huge attention to it. No, it's just sort of subtly there. But hence saying, I know now why you cry, but that's something I can't do. That's the sort of thing where it's like, why would a robot fucking say that? Yeah. <laughs> that's a haunting thing for a robot to say. It is. It is. Most of the time, if a robot, if Siri said that to me, I would break my phone. Yeah. That's, because the, like, that's the scariest shit that comes out of his mouth. Yeah. 
there's a Star Trek where Data says, I think I'm losing my mind. And that's where you beam them into space. We're like, nope, code yeah, how. We got a code how. <laughs> get him yeah. out of here. Everybody yeah. off the Enterprise. Yeah, we're done. <laughs> um, but yeah, it, it, in this context, it's a perfect ending, which is like, it seems like he truly has gained something. Um, but you never quite know because he's still playing it like a robot. Yeah. It's a good performance. It is. It really is. Yeah, it doesn't require that much. But I here's what I'll say is that other people playing Terminators in other movies don't achieve this. They no. just sort of copy things. Um, and that's not just the actor's fault. It's also the director's. Like Terminator 3, Arnold's still good. But like, and like, there's nothing wrong with this actress, but she's basically doing the T-1000. And that's like that's the thing about this movie is like it's kind of the last time where the Terminators have like unique personalities that feel like the T one thousand as well. Yeah. And then everybody sort of copies that after. I love also I mean, I guess this I don't know where this would have gone, but I guess it's appropriate here because we're talking about the character. Um yeah. I love how when they fight it becomes like two sharks almost, but like because they don't say anything. They don't make any noise whatsoever. It's just them, like, they're, they're, yeah. th- their eyes get very fixated on each other. God. And they're just wailing on each other, like, as hard I, as they can. Yeah, I never think about the fact that they don't make noise, but that is really haunting. They don't make any It'd noise. Be... They don't, like, grunt or anything. They're robots. Right, why would they? Yeah. yeah. So it's just these two things. They just lock onto each other like like a cat seeing a bird. And they just they just hammer each other. And it's noiseless except for the destruction they're causing. It's yeah really cool. A really cool thing to do. It's little details like that that it's like it's such good directing. Yeah. <laughs> um. Like, of course they don't make noise, right? Of course. Um. Uh, um. Should we do definitely not Arnold? Yeah. Our best <laughs> side should, characters. We should do definitely not Arnold. Obviously, this is a mile long. There's so many heroes yeah. in this. Obviously, T1000 is the best. Well, yeah, I don't. I, I, my first note is like, do we even count him? Should he, we? That's almost best. not fair. Like, because he's clearly the he's the best character in the movie. I do have a question <laughs> about T one thousand. Sure. What do you think he feels like as the goo? Oh, probably so like whenever Mercury, I, right? Yeah, when I watch DS nine, Odo, I think is like oily and unpleasant. Um, T one thousand, I feel fleshy. He, yeah, yeah, I feel like he's actually more like warm and soft, like velvety. I kind of want to drink him, but like obviously you shouldn't. You could, you could drink him. I I feel like he's warm, like he's probably radioactive. Like he's probably leaving. Oh yeah, a they're both. They, I'm sure trail. they're both radioactive as hell. Yeah. So like it's a bad Just kind of warm. scalding the earth, which eat with each step they take. Yeah. Um, Miles Dyson. It's hard. I Joe Morton does a great job at looking like he's seconds away from dying. And he has, he has <laughs> he really the does. best I'm bleeding out. I'm going to die face. And he gets to show it multiple times because multiple times he is almost dying when he's attacked by Sarah Connor. He's yeah. also almost dying. Yeah, she almost murders him in his home in front yeah. of his family. He has a terrible <laughs> night. He has a, this is the worst day of his life. And then it ends he with was, him getting shot and exploding. Yeah, he was just, he was just having a quiet evening and then literally in the evening, he explodes. His family, uh, I mean, he's lucky he explodes because otherwise he'd be in jail for life. His family is, uh, who show up in the Sarah Connor Chronicles, by the way, Danny and his wife. Um, but well, they're going to have to deal with like, what happened to him? 
he did a terrorism and exploded yeah. randomly. I mean, they, they know why. Because yeah, they, they, there, they, they saw the Terminator arm. More like other people are going to be like what happened yeah. to them. He gave um, his life saving the future. Yeah, so just that trauma family that just gets fucking ruined by this film. Oh, yeah. They're yeah. having the yeah. kids is playing with his fucking car. Everything's yep. different. Dad's working at home tonight, and then yep. two hours later, he explodes. Yeah, that is their life is over. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That family's ruined. Yep. Um, man, Todd and Janelle. Todd. I have Todd for the win. He's America's stepdad. He's such a um, he's a king dipshit. He's such the Yeah. He left right off the page when they said dipshit stepdad. Yeah, I mean it's Sandra Berkeley. He's so yeah, good at Sandra this. Berkeley. He's he's the greatest I, um, dipshit. Yeah. I love how John Connor does not care when they're dead. He moves right on. Oh yeah, that. he does not. He does not care about them at all. Yeah. Um, Todd, of course, spent an evening with T one thousand cooking dinner. <laughs> and I think that's did. funny. At least a cup. At least a f- several minutes, right? Yeah, he at least kissed the T one thousand. Almost like certainly, because because she's sitting there making dinner, and then we learn that it's been the T one thousand. So the T one thousand is in disguise as Janelle cooking spaghetti. Right. Uh, I also wrote down that they're terrible foster parents because when the T-1000 shows up looking for them, they're like, the biker was here earlier. And it's like, and that didn't concern you? Like, they just happened to mention it to the cop, and it's like, you'd think they'd call the well, cops. It's, what's funny is I think I reflected on this after I made the comment about the, the thumbs up being silly before. Uh, the way this movie treats John in a lot of situations particularly the way like his foster parents are so like oh what's he done this time and yeah this biker came around asking uh you know john gets into trouble uh we can't control him he's like 11 isn't he he's supposed to be 10 and that's one of the biggest problems the the biggest problem with the movie is that they should have bumped him up to like 15 right because they're behaving like he's a teenager and he looks like a teenager yeah, and it, it it is like he's not ten. Sorry, he's not ten. He's just not. He's not. He's the coolest ten year old who ever lived. Yeah, he's rad. He has his own motorcycle. Yeah. He hangs out with Butnick or what is what's his name? Budnick from Salute yeah, Sharks. who Danny I Cootsie. also have written down as um, ginger eighties kid. Yeah, Perfect. that kid rocks. <laughs> and at his point of view, his Betty John Connor just vanished off the face of the earth. Um, I guess after a bunch of terrorism happened, I love that they take him to the terrorism John Connor, and I know they don't really have any other choice. But it's still funny that they're walking with a kid to go do terrorism. Yeah, it's um, obviously, couldn't find. We're a not talking about John and Sarah Connor because they're actually the main characters. Arnold is technically a side character. I feel like, even though he's the titled character. Yeah, I feel um, like that's true. Also, on Todd, shout out to the cops who find his body and have to figure out what happened. What happened to him? <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, someone. With I guess a we're sword looking for a sword. Yeah, yep. <laughs> but he was drinking milk. So he didn't see it coming. How he did he not see it Blindsided by a sword attack mid milk carton chug. Yeah, there is generally, I, I wrote this throughout. There is a, a whole fucking group of cops and detectives who are having to figure this out who, Lord help them. So many people's lives are just changed immediately by the T-1000. Like that semi driver who's driving and then a cop runs into his truck and throws him out. He's going to have that story forever about the time a cop got into his truck and threw him out. No, helicopter he pilot. That guy. Does he? I, he, could, he kills I, the truck driver. The, the helicopter pilot jumps out. No, no, not the one at the end. The one at the mall. 
Oh, that guy he does throw out of the car. Yeah, that one. He's because he's dressed like a cop, and it's just like he. Yeah, what is that? What is that man's story? The helicopter <laughs> pilot also is going to have to. This guy was running. Gonna, this cop ran forty miles an hour, jumped yeah. up onto my cab, and threw me into the street. It's not like there's only so many people who can be like it was trauma, you know. Like Doctor Silverman, who has probably the best arc of the series because he's in T three, just being haunted by robots. Yeah. Um. He gets fucked up. He really he thought gets, he understood how the universe worked. Yeah, he is back to the gills with both physical and emotional trauma because Sarah Connor ruins him physically. Yeah, I don't feel too much sympathy because he's so excited in the first movie about making his career on her. Oh, yeah, he's a slime ball. Yeah, so it's like, like, man, it's very funny how ruined this man. (laughs) Oh, yeah, (laughs) he does. Yeah. Um, So the bikers... I, I still... like. I get it's weird to pick a fight with a naked swole guy i understand that they they should have fucked him up in that situation yeah like they open up by hitting him with a pool cue and stabbing him yeah the one that actually really uh, baffles me is the guy at the end with the shotgun can't you let you take the man's wheels it's like let him take the man's wheels did you not see what he just did like that's the guy who I'm like. Who do you think? I mean, that the only thing they haven't tried at that point is guns. So maybe he was like, right? Maybe. I yeah. See, I would say maybe, but I'd say like, <laughs> you know what? Take the bike. Take the bike. It's yours. It's you won this bike. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that's a code the bikers can respect. Yeah. Well, he whooped you fair and square. He threw you onto that grill. Yep. Uh, shout out to the uh, the dude standing in the hallway with his soda while a gunfire. That like poor a, man. That poor dude yeah. just trying to get a Pepsi, and he gets lit up through the Pepsi. Here's what I'll say. Arnold fires a shot, and then they cut to T-1000 firing a shot, and the guy is still standing um, when he gets shot. And I was like, why is that man not ducking down? <laughs> like a shotgun has already gone off. Maybe he and thought it, it was a flash mob. Maybe. <laughs> uh. It's possible. Um, shout out to whoever sold the Terminator that rose or those roses. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the box of roses for his sawed off shotgun. Yeah. Um, did he bring uh, the gun with him? I, I assume he did. <laughs> I don't think he sold him those roses. Um, no, probably not. Yeah. They're not showing us a lot of his activities before he makes it to John Connor. So we can still like the robot. I suppose yeah. he tortured a lot of people before he finds John Connor. Oh, yeah. Uh, Shout out, of course, to the hospital guard who the last thing he ever sees is himself. He dies confused. Yeah. Uh, The beefcakes. What a haunting final image. Yes, the two beefcakes. The two beefcakes that come to John's aid and then John is such a dick to to them. Yeah. And then he almost, they almost get murdered. Their they almost get murdered for it. Now. What a whirlwind that 30 seconds was. They were just I know. two dudes talking after a good workout. This kid screaming for, hey, let's go be good Samaritans. They come to help him. And the kid calls them fuckers, basically. He says, take, yeah. a, take a hike, losers. And they, they call the him a brat. So his pet Hulk almost murders them both. Right. They probably went home and they were just in tears. Like, they're probably terrified. Yeah. Those guys um, never went back to that gym. Right. Another side one is the garage cop who Arnold casually throws into a post who I know Chuck is like no murdering anybody. That guy is going to have to be taken care of the rest of his life. I'm pretty <laughs> that sure. That guy's blind. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> like his eye came out when that fucked. happened. Yeah. 
Uh, good old Carl Gibbons, the security card, who they try to trick, which is just very funny. That he's just like, come on, guys. <laughs> You're yeah. here with like a giant biker and a child. Mm. Um, gardening truck thing. hippie. They cripple him for life. They blow his kneecaps out. Yep. Yeah, they sure do. Gardening truck hippie who, uh, you know. Oh, I love that guy. The wow yeah. when he jumps over the wall. Media. He's having a fun night. He has. I <laughs> sounds feel like, like he fucking has a, Gwildor from Masters yeah. of the Universe. <laughs> yeah, he really does. He, uh, him, and of course the ginger. Two best noises. Him going woo, and then the ginger going ah yeah, on the bike when they're yeah when they're listening ah. to the Axl Rose song. Such a weird noise to make. And um, that kid, Danny Cooksey. Yeah. And I, my final thing doesn't is snitch, um, does not snitch. Doesn't not a snitch. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's great. Um, those poor steel workers who are for some reason working the night shift, which I was like, surely they can shut down at night. Oh, actually this was explained to me as Ooh. they do this during the night because it's such a pull on the power grid. Oh, it's also cooler. I bet. Yes. So yeah. Like, I, that all right. probably is a factor as well, but yeah, all right. that well, apparently is a thing. Still poor steel workers because they're yeah they're, they're just trying to fucking bad. work man and then what is two robots from the future are fighting do you know how dangerous this building is yeah can you take your robot fight outside please and they must have at least seen him get frozen like they might not have seen him come back because they were running but I I always imagine yeah, a truck crashed in there. <laughs> yeah get the fuck out I would be out I, the window. I do think it's funny that there no one's like, "Are you guys okay?" They're just like, "Nope, it's this too volatile of a situation. We need to yeah, run." Have is you, <laughs> have you ever I'm, seen these like factory accident videos? I would run so fast. <laughs> I'm guessing they ran as fast as they could, got to a safe distance, and then just watched and was like, "Something's gonna happen." Yeah, uh, I'm that expecting that place is gonna blow up. Yeah, there's oh, just shit, so many. My wallet's back in there. <laughs> i'm not going back maybe it won't blow up maybe it won't blow up yeah but i kind of want it to blow up there's just so many people yeah. like, i don't want to go to work i want to have tomorrow off so hopefully yeah. it explodes <laughs> miraculously so it we, doesn't we, we don't see that it's going to have to deal with just the the fucking this is they went on a, this is a rampage that they went yeah. like they saved there's the future be, yes but like there's some there's a wake of destruction following there's them. gonna be a lot of witnesses who are like i think i saw two demons fight um and then there's gonna be a bunch of crime scene people like that robot arm that he leaves in the thing did he go get that again remember where he rips his arm off yeah no that's still in there yeah, so someone's gonna find that it's not quite enough to make a new cyberdyne because the chip's not there um, I always thought that was going to come into play in T3 because I always was like, oh, you forgot that. You forgot the arm. Um, but like, it's just, I don't Maybe know what people are going to think of Maybe it gets pulverized by the rest of the gears, I suppose. I suppose. Or like a cop brings it home for their kid. Yeah, yeah. yeah I found this weird ass robot arm for you. Yeah, there's just going to be so many questions. It's just a like, cup I've, holder in some dipshit's house. Yeah. I feel like this is going to go all the way to the president where it, because he's going to be like, I'm hearing reports about like, demons and robots uh we need to get to the fucking bottom of what happened which again is why i think sarah connor there's no escaping because they're like we need to talk to her so bad if only because we have no fucking idea what happened yeah there's this, this like, is a this is one of the most chilling mysteries in the country's history yeah what's gonna happen the fbi is gonna pick her up and she's gonna be like robots from the future and they're gonna look at all their files and they go 
yeah, that actually makes sense. <laughs> like based on this all adds up. Yeah, everything we're reading here about a liquid metal man and like, yeah, uh, okay. I, I, we're going to write that down. Robots from the future would explain all of this. It really would. It's kind of the only explanation. <laughs> Any other so, side characters? Oh, um... I think we got them all. Yeah. I do love that helicopter pilot. He's, He's amazing. He saw that, that, like you said, demon pour in through his helicopter. It's like, you know what? So yeah, when he says get out, up, I'm just yeah. going to jump. Yeah, he he weighed the, he did a very good job at doing a very uh hard calculation in his head. Yeah, that is fast. a brutal calculation and you yeah, don't have a lot of like, time to make it. Yeah, because the liquid metal man alone, I'd be like, "Well, maybe they're an angel." But then he goes, "Get out." And then you're like, "Okay." All right. So and then he, he, gro- he grows a face and says, "Get out." Yeah, and it's like, "Okay, well then <laughs> I should probably listen to All him. All right, so I have a decision to make. I can ask yeah. him if he would mind landing first, see yep. how that goes, or I yep. can just jump out, and he yeah, opts the T-1000, for that. The T-1000 is being extremely nice, because, like, he it's, mostly It's, it's miraculously, people. really. <laughs> yeah, that, the T-1000, basically what's happening is T-1000 calculated, it'll take me a second longer to dispose his body after I kill him. So it would be easier to just say, get out, and then the problem will solve itself. Yeah. That's what he's calculating. Yeah, so I'm, I'm not sure he survives that fall. Yeah. It would be so funny if he stayed in there with the T-1000 and the T-1000 just let him. Because <laughs> it's like, it takes, uh, like, I'm chasing this guy. I'll kill you later. But right now, I just need to fucking. It's taking too much time, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, that guy. What is must a the hero. people on the, what must all the cops on the ground, because you see them all running towards the guy where, he, where he's dropped anyway. So what did, what did what did that look like to the cops on the ground? I mean, I mean, this sure man like, leapt onto the, the helicopter, headbutted his way inside. And honestly, I would understand out. why the pilot jumped out after yeah. that. Because to them, they think this is a guy on PCP or yeah, something. That is. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Either way, you're getting out. That's and a that real was a freak mortal. up there. Yeah, if that was just a man who crawled into your helicopter after jumping on it, I might be I more frightened if it was a yeah. man that did that. For sure. Just pushes his way inside, just all bleeding and exposed bone. I'd yeah. be more frightened. Absolutely. So that this guy, guy is on a mission. Yeah, that guy can write a book about this. Like, that is an experience. Yeah. Ah. Uh, and he's well, never going to have an explanation for what that was. No, he never will. No one's going to be assuming no, he again, lived. The government like, will interview him. And they'll be like, what was that? And they'll be like, we do you know? Because we don't. We don't know what that what, was. What do either. you think it was? Do you have any ideas? Yeah. Like, we've been kicking a few <laughs> are, things around. Yeah. Listen, we are having trouble with this one. Yeah, we, we can't connect these dots. Yeah. Uh, should we get into the most Arnold? Uh, oh man, <laughs> I have a very specific one. Okay, and it's a it's kind of um, it's not what you'd expect because obviously Asta La Vista baby, obviously yeah. I'll be back. Um, here's what I'll say: is we take all the things that makes um, Arnold Schwarzenegger who he I'm, is. I'm interested to see if it if it's you pick okay. the same thing. Straight man comedy, the one liner king, teaming up with a child or a comedian. For me, it's he'll live. That's it. 
after after saying I swear I would not kill anyone, shooting the guard and saying he'll live, it combines all the elements of what we love about Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's a good a, pick, man. Yeah, one-liner, straight man, child slash partner comedy. It's all in that one line. He'll live. It's a I had, great line. I had a similar pick to that. Yeah, um, I actually had two. One one is kind of a. a, a this is my dark horse one. That's that's kind of similar to yours. Is the scene where they're they're regrouping in Mexico and he just picks up the kid by the overalls and looks oh, at I him. have sorry, I just re- I literally that's my second thing on the most when he picks up the child like a cat. Yeah, it just looks like at scruffing him. of the kid. Yeah, he doesn't know what it is. So good. Uh, my he other, looks at it with disgust. Yeah, right. Like uh, yeah. <laughs> it's like curious disgust. He's ready yeah. to be disgust, but he just needs to confirm it. It's a similar fate when he says download too slow and his face there is so fucking good. I'm just looking mad. <laughs> the other moment is when they're on the, the freeway in the flower truck and he f- finally gets fucking sick of the T-1000 and just tells, yes. him, tells him to take the wheel and he just turns around and walks up the cab of the truck and just unloads his machine gun directly into the T-1000, reaches in, grabs the truck, and crashes it. So good. Uh, but him walking up and shooting is all in one shot. Yeah. And I, looking at the shot, I was like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. What did you make a stuntman do? <laughs> that like, looks that really, feels really uh, pretty super hairy. Super dangerous. Yeah, yeah. It seems pretty dangerous. Yeah. Like, this is a time where it's like, could you digitally remove certain, like, harnesses and stuff? I don't know. But that looks like a stuntman sure just walking from a car to a truck. I'm sure there was some controlled stuff around it, um, but it looks fucking good. Yeah. yeah, that's a good Arnold moment for sure. And, but it's hard, it. it's hard it not to him. give it to Hasta La Vista Baby for obvious reasons. Yeah. I always thought that, that and I'll Be Back, I always thought were lines that were kind of spun out of control. Because I'll be back in the first one. I get it because that's a great fucking moment. And the one in this is the same thing. He's going to go crash a truck into a building. That's what he did in Terminator 1, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this, it's more like a casual I'll be back and a nod to the first movie. So, like, it's not the I'll be back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then I think um, Hasta La Vista is good, but it's also like... I can see the theater just popping when that happened. It, it, they did. It took off. It was like the catchphrase of the movie. Yeah. It's in the, um, the which games. Which is funny because. It's all the merchandise. It was everywhere. It's, it's in the act of him doing a dumb thing and actually like fucking the, it up. Like he's not defeating the T-1000 in that Right. Moment. I always think it's, um, I always misremember it as being when he shoots him with a grenade. And you're right. It's not. It's when he shoots him to blast yeah. him apart when he's frozen. Right. That's the other thing. Do you think this was a cutscene that I thought was fascinating? And you can kind of see there's one shot that's hurt by this. The T-1000 originally was malfunctioning in that scene after he gets back together. I remember it, that. One, yeah. it makes it gives it it makes it so that at least that wasn't for nothing because the T-1000 is fucking up. It explains why he's like a little slower in that scene. He there there's like a couple shots where he like is merging with the stuff around him. And it also explains, they, they actually do it as why John Connor knows Sarah Connor isn't his mom, because he looks down and sees that she's melting. Um, that's that's right. how they originally yeah. did that. I, obviously, they didn't need it, but I thought that was really cool. And there's one shot where the T-1000 is pursuing where the shot is framed weird, 
And it's because the it's shot the, is framed to show the bars that he's about to grab. Right. It's the back but, half of that shot. It is. And so since they cut it, it just looks like weird shot. Like, it's like, yeah, why did you, you frame it you, that way? You can tell it's kind of in the middle of a shot that's already happening. Yeah. I thought that was a cool detail. I, I it was, and it was kind of, it was cool. Like it, you know, obviously, like you said, it didn't need it because the movie works totally well without it and you never noticed it was gone. But yeah. like, it also gives them, there's just that little glimmer of hope. Like you're like, oh fuck, he's come back together. But then you see, oh wait, this actually fucked with him. So maybe we can destroy this thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, also, I guess, uh, what's her name? Leslie Hamilton, I want to say. I Linda actually Hamilton's don't know what her sister. twin sister's She has is. passed. She has since passed. R.I.P. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, but shout out to her in this. Yeah? Um, yeah, she passed in 2020, actually. Uh, Linda Hamilton. No, no, sorry. Leslie Hamilton is her name. Yes. I'm, gotcha. I, um, she, uh, yeah, she does a great job. <laughs> She's not an actress. So, so yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah. So nice bonus. Like the, the cop also had a twin, and he's been in movies. Yeah, those those twins. twins have been in movies together, like Gremlins yeah. two, probably but most famously. Leslie, not an actress, so they probably went to her and they're like, "Listen, you don't have any lines, just a few scenes. Uh, it'll be really helpful." And then there's of course that story about Arnold accidentally grabbing her ass, thinking that she was Linda Hamilton. And I'm like, "Well, that's still not appropriate if it was Linda Hamilton." <laughs> He was like, I was so embarrassed. And it's like, don't grab asses, that's, that's Arnold. Why, that's one of, one of many reasons why we don't do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> one of many reasons. Did you, do you do that with all your workout buddies? Do you do that? Like, you know, like, come on. Please tell me you didn't do that with Claire Danes and T3. For the love of Christ, Arnold. Um, but yeah. Uh, Terminator 2. Should we rate it? I think so. I think it's time for, for it to be rated. All right. This is, of course, our rating system of milky mouth stabs. Yep. It's um, the same system. You know, you guys know it. You guys love it. It's our, yeah. our tried and true, very official ranking, ranking system. Between one, one in ten milky mouth stabs. Yep. Just milky swords through the mouth. Uh, it, this is a solid infinity, right? Like, yeah, I don't know what to say. Of, this is every milky sword through the mouth ever. Yeah. I, I'll milky give swords. it as many milky swords as I possibly can. Mm-hmm. Whatever's legally uh, allowed. Yeah, Not even, I'll break the law. I will break know? the law. I will hoard milky mouth swords. Yeah, whatever's physically to allowed achieve this reality. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it deserves. It's what it deserves. It's the greatest it's movie of all time. It's so good. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> uh, uh, so, god damn, after this, I believe it's true lies. Ah, that is just so man. fucking, oh, we are just It's another good one. It's a little dated. It's a little more dated <laughs> in some ways. In some ways, I mean, it's about a guy being an absolute fucking maniac to his wife. Yeah. Um, but I still, uh, I enjoy. And then, uh, yes, there's the there's the racism of it so all. There's, there's some um, racism in it. Yeah, but it's still like James Cameron fucking firing on all cylinders. You know, both of these movies have nukes going off in them. And you don't think True, <laughs> True Lies would. Holy shit. True Lies has a fucking nuke in it. It does. In the, uh, way off in the distance as, as Arnold and Jamie Lee Curtis kiss. Yeah. That is incredible. So yeah, what a lineup. Yeah, we're we're um, in it. We're in it. We're elbows man. deep in it now. Oh wait, hold on. No, no, sorry. I'm looking. I'm looking at it. Oh, it's, it's, it's last it's, action hero. Last action, which is also really good. Yeah, I'm basically, very unless last unless we want to unless we want to cover Christmas in Connecticut or Lincoln, the TV movie Lincoln. 
Christmas in Connecticut, he directed. So after Terminator 2, he directed Christmas in Connecticut, which is very funny because he's in it. He's technically in it. But no, we're going to Last Action Hero, then True Lies, then Junior, then Eraser, and things kind of take a turn. Um, Junior's not very good either, but we'll, we'll talk about it. We're in the peak, though. We're in it. We're in. We're in the peak. I can't wait. Days. I haven't watched Last Action Hero in a minute, and so that's going to be a lot of fun. I watch it maybe too often, but it rips. It does. <laughs> oh hell yeah! Um, so fuck, man. Thank you to Norm from Cheers. Thank you so much. Um, this was great. This is through our Patreon. Patreon.com slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, you can do custom podcasts. It, we also have exclusive podcasts on there. Tom and Jeff watch Batman, Fox Mulder's Maniac, Star Trek Next Futurama, Spielboys. Those are all on there, so check them out, please. Yeah. Um, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlayUnemployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs. You can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So slap your Cyberdyne Systems peepers onto that. Do it. Um, yeah, and... I don't know. Have a good day. I hope your day's going well. Have a fine day. Yeah. Good day to you, <laughs> sir good or day. madam. Or yeah. robot. Or robot. All right. Bye. Bye. Australia.